When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you ever, you ever taken a drink out of a glass and it, it it tastes like someone didn't quite rinse out the soap? <laughs> um, yes, I, I probably have done that, yeah. Or it tastes a little bit like cleaner or just something not like what you, you poured into your D- glass? It tastes like old sink water? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, why, did that just happen to you? Yeah, it just happened to me. Oh, it, was, that's... it was not pleasant. I've recovered, but... Uh... Well, that's good. I'm glad you've recovered. Yeah, that's... I'm ready to roll on with this uh, excellent episode. What do we have for us tonight, Ben? We are reviewing the brand new Mission Impossible film, Mission Impossible Fallout. This Tom... is the sixth film in the series, Ben. Sixth <laughs> film in the series, and they've been... I mean, ever since in Mission Impossible 2, they've been getting better and better. And this one came out, and obviously we're going to give our feelings about it. But yeah, it's insane that it's been six, and they're still continuing to grow, you know, story-wise and just action-wise. And well, hold on, I want to clarify something. You said since number since two. Well, two was the two was kind of a letdown, right? Or oh, okay, since two, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Through, okay, gotcha. right. Now we also have an episode on the first, the you know, the uh, nineteen ninety six, the original Mission Impossible. Check out that episode. Yeah, Mission Impossible two was. Directed by uh, John Woo, got kind of weird, got kind of strange there. And then uh, 3 picks it up, takes it into a modern place, although um, I'm not really sure if, even though J.J. JJ Abrams does rescue it, but there's a little bit of empty flash, I think. But in uh, number 4, Ghost Protocol, oh man, what a great movie. Oh man, yeah, I love that movie. The whole... Uh, Dubai building scene and everything. Yeah, that's great. With the introduction of Jeremy Renner, he's fits so well in this series. Was kind oh, of yeah. I kind of missed him in this movie, but yeah. so did I. I yeah, I thought uh, adding Renner was a, just an amazing addition to the cast. He was perfect for. He was that missing piece. You didn't even know it was missing until he was in it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I mean so, we we did get the addition of uh, Henry Cavill in this movie. As uh, kind of the 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 villainous role, uh, what were your thoughts on him? Um, I thought he was a bit stiff, um, but in general a bit stiff. But I, I kind of liked having him there, and he was he was good, especially for the action stuff. He was brilliant for that. Definitely, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you there. Yeah, that his performance, especially like the first couple scenes he was in, it was just like very stiff and. They it was his acting was just kind of. Eh, I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. He seems like he's too used to playing Superman or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, he was a he was a good addition. Yeah, he's kind of a tough, you know, badass type character. And uh, yeah, I think he he definitely added some to it. What? Uh, so yeah, let's get, let's get into just our our thoughts on the film. We're we're just gonna dive into spoilers. So if you haven't yeah. seen if you haven't seen the movie, you know, go ahead and pause this, go watch the movie, and come back and listen <laughs> to this episode. So yeah, this will be full spoilers. We we hate being handcuffed with those you know 
no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, so this one is uh, directed by Christopher McQuarrie, who did uh, Rogue Nation, uh, as well as a writer on The Usual Suspects and The Edge of Tomorrow, which I really liked, uh, as well and and the the latest Mummy, which wasn't so good. Uh, but he's directed. Oh, see, they got The Way of the Gun, the first Jack Reacher, which I didn't see. I don't know if you did. Uh, uh, yeah, I did see the first one. I did not see the second. The Way of the Gun. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that either. No. Okay, yeah. There's uh, someone who keeps uh, telling me to watch that, and I just haven't uh, gotten to it. But, uh, yeah, uh, Benicio Del Toro, I think, is in it. But anyways, oh, okay. that's a digression. Um, now, I was try- before I got into this movie, I was trying to watch every single <laughs> Mission Impossible, and I, I didn't quite get to Rogue Nation, which I'd already seen and, and liked. Uh, but I went through the first three as well as... Uh, which number four is uh, Ghost Protocol, which is yeah, which we talked about earlier, which is right. outstanding, just yeah. outstanding. Uh, to me, well, before getting to Fallout, I'd say Ghost Protocol was maybe my favorite Mission Impossible movie. I mean, the first one is brilliant, but still, I, I thought just Ghost Protocol, watching it again, just blew me how blew me away of how entertaining and deep and. I thought just outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nostalgia wise, I I think I lean towards the first one. Just uh, yeah. again, just strictly nostalgia. But uh, yeah, the Ghost Protocol has been the has been the best uh, overall movie. Um, yeah, even over Rogue Nation, I'd say. But um, but yeah, this I do one, plan on getting to Rogue Nation uh, shortly, just just to see it again. You know, but uh, yeah. So I walked into this one with a with a good sense, anyways, of the series, and I know, you know, two and three, I think people tend to forget and it's almost like there's like a second trilogy now in a sense with this there's definitely a different feel for four five and six than one two and three right uh yes oh a hundred percent yeah i mean they they seem like total different worlds you know total different universes uh yeah because three i think what came out 2006 2007 and then ghost protocol came out in 2011 so it's like yeah they they totally feel uh, uh, separate, so it's almost like this is like a separate trilogy. You had the first trilogy, the one through three, and now you got the four, uh, four through six here. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think this the second trilogy, if you will, is blowing the first one out of the water. <laughs> uh, yeah, combined. Although yeah, exactly. I guess I guess number I guess one, two, and three were all very different movies together. You're right, but th- these last three feel there, there's some. I don't. I mean, we've got the first. Uh, we've got the same director for the last two, but even Ghost Protocol. There seems to be some sense of we're in the same universe, uh, starting with Ghost Protocol moving forward, and not, not even that's a, tri- a trilogy necessarily. I mean, it could go. We don't know where this thing's going to go. It could right. be four, five, six, right until Tom Cruise drops dead. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I. I don't. I mean, yeah, they could definitely come out with another. I don't know what the plans are. I mean, obviously, it's making the money and everything. But anyways, yeah. fa- so Fallout. Uh, I. Right off the bat, I had a lot of fun with this movie. I mean, that's no oh, secret. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard not to have fun with this movie. Uh, I, I, I'm getting. Uh, I love the Mission Impossible opening sequences. Now, I mean, those are so fun. You know, they they start off and you know it have like a you know climactic ending, and then it jumps into the that that awesome music with the credits. And then yeah. it, you know, the credits kind of show you the whole, the whole, what the whole movie is going to be. You know, it shows you different scenes and stuff. It's like almost like a, obviously this is, it was a TV show originally, but uh, right. it, it's almost like a, a TV little, show. A little before our time. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I never, but, I, don't, I, I couldn't even tell you who was in the original one. I got no idea, but I will say, I mean, to the, uh, this opening, I think this is the best opening of any Mission Impossible movie. 
I was convinced until the reveal right. of what happens here, right? Yeah, that's what that's how I felt. Well, because I was I was not lost, but I was just kind of where are they going with this? Are they not doing that opening? You know, that opening thing they normally do. That's that's what I was thinking at first. I was like, man, they're just gonna skip over that. It's kind right. of a weird beginning. Um, but yeah, they they totally just take you on the ride there. I think it's like fifteen minutes, ten fifteen minutes before we at actually least. get to that. Yeah, um, you're like in the movie now, right? We're like, okay, this is the story. I mean. And they're gonna. We start off with the, them trying to recover plutonium. It's like you know the same old. I think we we not the same old, but we we saw the nuclear stuff. I think in episode or I'm sorry, not episode. <laughs> episode, in, yeah. <laughs> was it movie three? I think was nuclear stuff. I feel. Like yeah, we, I, yeah. That sounds about right. That 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 one I haven't seen the longest. I think out of all of them. Um, but but uh, nuclear stuff is not. Yeah, is not inventive per se. But then the movie basically, because they're trying to recover three plutonium cores or something like that, they fail, they're gone, and then the next thing we see are th- are three nuclear explosions going on, and I'm thinking that this actually happened. Right. I <laughs> didn't know. you? Like, yeah, no, like, definitely. Oh, oh, I was oh, like, man, that, they're, <laughs> they're, they didn't save the world there. Like, what, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, once, uh, once he said he was going to, you know, they allowed it. Uh, you know, they were gonna say they were gonna say it on the news. I started thinking, oh wait, is Simon Pegg gonna be Wolf Wolf Blitzer there? That's, oh wow! So I, you, I, you I did it out before me then. Yeah, I, I started to think that then, and then as it was continuing, I was like, yep, that's where they're going. And I like okay. almost like envisioned like him taking off the mask and then them doing the music, and that's exactly <laughs> exactly what they did. Uh, which well, is credit crazy. to you then because I was like I, I I bought in and I was gonna ride that thing as far as they took yeah. it. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice, um, but uh, yes, yeah, no, so, no, that was. I mean, and then they drop the 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 walls on the other side. I mm-hmm. thought that was great. You know, it just yep. Oh, this whole thing was an act because it was really well played. But I don't know who the act. I can't think of. I can't see it off the top of my head, but. Who played this nuclear scientist right. who was cuffed to the to the hospital bed, so called, that thought all this stuff happened and yep. this idea of like it's got the manifesto, you don't want this to ever get out, it's classified. They agreed to have Wolf Blitzer read it over the air. I thought that was really well played by everyone. And maybe it was just the how convincing everybody was. Yeah, especially that. when when Tom Cruise like jumped up and like was you know gonna go after him, and then Ving Rhames is like, "This isn't who we are." And uh, yeah, yeah, you know, that was the, really intense. Yeah, definitely. I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> yeah. this is crazy!" And yeah, it was uh, an awesome reveal, awesome uh, setup for that whole thing. So yeah, that was really cool. A couple of uh, just early thoughts on this is that finally, you know, Tom Cruise actually is starting to look his age. I know, yeah, he is. I yeah, and Ving Rhames looked like he aged like forty years since the <laughs> last time we saw him. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah, he's 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 getting old. He's he's getting he looks, up there. Yeah, he looks like he. I don't know. It looks like he's got he's got trouble on the horizon. Quickly, he's no uh, longer but, Marcellus Wallace. That's for sure. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> he's looking very puffy and having a hard time maintaining. Yeah, and Tom Cruise is starting to look a little puffy and. But well, to it. saying that though, I I actually enjoyed Ving Rhames in this movie a lot. I enjoyed. Uh, oh, I did the too. But they just, they're just looking old. Fine. Yes, you know, <laughs> over is... the years, you know, age is actually you know catching up with them because they started this thing in 1996, 
and even you know into 2011, you know 2015, they're not looking that old. And you know, I guess you know that, that I guess you know reality is. But no, I agree. The, the performances of performances were just great all around. It's funny that we say that like Tom Cruise isn't you know starting to look his age, and we're two guys who couldn't do the half of what he could do, <laughs> and we're like at least oh, 20 yeah. years younger than him. <laughs> it's, you uh, want to do laps with me? You're not going to handle it. He's like, yeah, he's be yelling at me. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> high kick, uh, high hand run. Uh, right. I be way uh, behind. <laughs> so, uh, see, so yeah, obviously this isn't a full analysis show, so I kind of want to just go by action scenes. Or the, yeah. the, uh, the next action scene is the, the airplane, uh, jumping out of the airplane. How cool is this, man? The, the, and this was actually done. This was actually Tom Cruise jumping out of a plane oh uh, are, are you are you are you serious i am dead serious yeah i even Jesus saw like a behind Christ, the scenes man. featurette of it before I, I saw this yes this is him actually doing this how crazy he was that? Ju- he, he was free diving or whatever yeah, they I think call the, it i like, think they called it halo jumping or something halo yeah, yeah. um yeah the he's in that, in this? that camera shot of like when he first jumps out of the plane is actually yeah. a cameraman also jumping out backwards holding a camera with the camera right in Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise's face, like they did, they did like a lot of takes. But that's insane that this is actually done. <laughs> that's crazy, and I wonder too that that one bit where the uh, where the cargo bay door opens—I don't know what else to call it—when it opens and then Tom Cruise walks and stands on it. I wonder if that was a real shot too. Although there, I guess there was like a lightning storm, so maybe that wasn't. Yeah, I think that the lightning and stuff obviously was added, you know, post. Yeah, but, but. I wonder how, how close to if they were actually filming him, like, standing on that thing. This guy's insane. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Are you crazy? That is I mean, accurate. It's not even that necessary for the plot. You're just endangering your life at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. Yeah, it's it's like, yeah, it, it, one one false, you know, one one thing goes wrong and you're 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 dead. But the commitment to the character, I really think, does come through, and and maybe that's what this is all about, in a sense, in this series, is the fact that this guy is willing to do whatever to be Ethan Hunt. Right. He really just becomes him in a lot of ways, right? I mean, I I don't even know where, like, Tom Cruise ends and Ethan Hunt begins, you know? I know. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely this. I mean, this has to be his most iconic character at this point, right? I mean, Ethan Hunt. Yeah, I mean, there's some criticism that he, like, has to be the good guy and has to be the winner and all this stuff. And that, as as Tom Cruise, the person, how he he's very, like, strict about how he's portrayed. But whatever. Man, I mean, it's so good. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's really good. Um yeah, so yeah, we get uh, just a I think just a briefly set up. Uh, Tom Cruise flies to Germany after this whole thing. Yeah, after they do the Wolf Blitzer thing, the fake news story, right? Uh, for, they and then he meets Alec Baldwin, who's pretty good as this as the secretary. Yeah, I like I like Alec Baldwin in this. Yep, Angela Bassett is the CIA director who uh, is introducing Henry Cavill. Uh, what's his name? Frank is that it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Wallace, I think he calls Wallace, himself. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know where I got Frank from. Yeah. <laughs> and he's might be Frank he's Wallace, get, I don't know. <laughs> Frank Wallace was called Frank Wallace. He's got to accompany Ethan into this mission because they the you know the the IMF is always in trouble and needs oversight and all this stuff. And this was really cool too, the way they jumped out because Henry Cavill basically 
they've got a rivalry. They want to beat each other, right? Right. Always. They're they're sort of on the same side as far as we know in the beginning. And then I, I like that, that bit of rivalry that they have, that, that sort of tension between them from, from the get-go. It starts as just like an agency tension and then right. it becomes you know, more serious as it goes along. Yeah, I like that too. Um, especially, I mean, you you know from the trailers and stuff that Henry Cavill will end up being the the bad guy. But I do do like how it was, you know, how how, how that all came about, like, and right. how it, uh, yeah, how it, you know, yeah, how it all came together. So I think that was uh, very well done. Even though you again knew he was going to be the bad guy, there was actually points where I was like, oh, maybe maybe he's yeah. not the bad guy <laughs> especially because right. they, they showed the trailer of the the bathroom fight scene um and i thought like that was tom cruise versus henry cavill in that but it, it wasn't obviously i thought the same thing too i really did yeah they made it seem like he was charging at tom cruise yeah so they drop out of the sky and uh, in, into paris and into this i don't know this incredible looking building i don't know what the name of it it's like all, all glass roof there's like this rave going on right and they're trying to locate this guy named john lark by some technology and they end up in this white bathroom <laughs> really cool right yeah I mean, this whole fight scene is in it's so intense and incredible it's like kung fu right yeah like <laughs> yeah it's so powerful it's just like brute strength against like yeah, technique yeah. and you know it's it's so cool yeah the the power like this is the most badass scene for henry henry cavill it's got the now that's becoming an internet meme is the that fist like, the, yeah the fist pump yeah, yeah. or whatever like the little pump he does yeah. uh with his uh his 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 hands it's uh yeah that's definitely becoming iconic and it's just so kind of a badass scene of him and just how how powerful he is and everything so yeah that was that was real cool Tom Cruise is great at taking a punch and being, you know, vulnerable. And the uh, I don't know the actor, the Asian actor who's who's supposed yeah. to be quote unquote John Lark, and this one does a great job. It's like real, like martial arts. It's intense. It's so like loud. I don't know. I was seeing this. I saw this in Dolby, and it was like every punch. Oh every my god! Kick, yeah. Every crash through the through the wall was so intense. Yeah, the Dolby was great, man. Yeah, good stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just uh, I mean, again, I, I don't want to go scene by scene here. No, but no, yeah, no. I, mean, I can't help but the the beginning though. Like a half hour in, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, yeah, this, yeah, this is crazy. The, yeah, the bathroom scene showed up way quicker than I I thought it would. I know. Yeah, I was just like, oh, sweet, this is this is the scene because. <laughs> You know, we've been you know seeing so many movies the last few months that like this trailer has been in front of like every single one. So like I feel like I've seen this trailer like a zillion times. Yeah. Uh, so, so maybe I, we should leave like the rest of the well, you know, less detail away. But but I do want to say like yeah, from minute one, this is not a short movie. This is about two and a half hours, I right? Think, two hours, twenty minutes, something. But from minute one, the beginning to the end, the last minute. This is non freaking stop. Yeah, it and really it, is. It, it keeps topping itself in a lot of ways. Yeah, because it, 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 it has tension. Because when once they capture that guy and that that whole thing with Alec Baldwin there, right? And yeah, um, Simon Pegg is actually you know wearing the mask of him and like that whole scene of how that built up 
was like so so tense and like what what's going to happen like cuz when they finally reveal Henry Cavill um like that was so well done um and then there that's not even over then you got the whole helicopter thing and that that whole scene um and what's going crazy. on them trying to defuse the bomb and stuff like the the tension in this movie how it was built up was so well done yeah, uh, I believe you were saying uh, Solomon Lane, I believe is his name. Right, yep, Lane. Lane. Yeah, he's from uh, Rogue Nation. Right. He's like a return villain here, and he's devised this idea that we're going to, uh, I'm going to blow up the world. Everybody wants to end the world. It's yeah, like, I mean, wow. that's that's typical spy movie stuff, you know. It's, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a secret agent movie stuff is just, yeah, saving Which, nuclear that, threats. Yeah, that plot, well, I, that's the thing. I, I, I guess what I... With, Maybe getting at earlier, it's like you had the well. The first one was the knocklist. The second one was a virus, and I think we start getting into nuclear stuff, ending the world from then on. Almost. Yeah. Well, and it's a lot of Ghost it protocols, is. nuclear stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And what else is there? I don't know. Besides viruses and terrorism and, it's, and nuclear and it's, bombs, and it's always Ethan no longer being in the IMF. You're being disavowed, <laughs> yeah. or you know, it's uh, yeah, it's right. it's always something like that. Like the IMF is under attack, and you know, we're he always has to convince everybody that he's actually not the bad guy, <laughs> right? Like, exactly. So they keep using those those tropes, but right. It's like, have you realized this? It's Tom Cruise, and you know, right. really cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly um but but it's still fun man it's still it still gets you and it's still uh it's still no, it is. great they come up with enough inventive things in each movie and this one was was a really cool way of how to diffuse because they have two simultaneous nukes going off how do you do that and it takes you what i really like about these movies is it takes you it takes you to different places you know, they bounce around Europe, and this one went to Kashmir, and you get that amazing scenery in the mountains and right. all that stuff. And these this heli- these helicopter scenes, which are great. I almost felt like I got a bit of Christopher Nolan here, where you, you put the camera like sort of outside the aircraft, and you're showing uh, the actor inside the craft, and then also the scenery going on to the side of him. I felt like you get a little bit of Dunkirk. Yeah. You know, like you, where you're putting it at, like, the way the placing of the camera, I got a sense of that, which is a great thing. It's a good imitation, um, I think. And yeah, theirs was just so good. The way the way they did every action scene. How is this movie in like two and a half hours? It didn't feel long at all. Yeah, and I and I also felt like sometimes these movies they they kind of muddy the story about who's supposed to do what. And um, I thought it was clearer here and. But sometimes they would have the actors maybe remind the audience of what's going on. Like, yeah, they, they did do that a lot. Um, yeah. And that's kind of, uh, I guess, if we're, we're going to say anything negative for me anyways, it's kind of where I take away just some of the quality of the movie is just when they do explain things, it's just totally like it just sounds like they're reading lines, like they're just looking at cue cards or something. Yeah. And we got to do this and this and this and this will do this. And, you know, it's just, you know, right, that. So I- those that's where quality wise, you know, when you you know they're talking about star and popcorn rating, like that's where it comes down for me. But still, it's an action movie, <laughs> right? Well, I guess then maybe we'll differ there because I actually didn't mind the the reminder at least. Um, so I'm not saying I, I minded it. Like I, I think it's good to you know inform the audience of it and everything. It's just I don't know for me the delivery of it was just kind of off to me. It just didn't feel natural. Gotcha. Um, but uh, but yeah, it does start getting disjointed when they when they well they are when they are in Paris 
it's not really clear what's exactly happening. Yeah, yeah. Once once we meet with the uh, the white, what, what what is she called? The white something white. I want to say white wolf, but it's not that. Um, the girl with the blonde uh, hair Ferguson or whatever character. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, once once you know, yeah, they're trying to get things done with her. It's kind of like, yeah, what's what's what what are we doing here? <laughs> um, so I guess maybe yeah, maybe well, uh, maybe I'll take it back just a sec. Is the fact that they're like, well, if you don't know what's going on in you, in you, in this, the director or the writer needs to feel like they have to clarify to the audience what's happening. That maybe they're just not doing a good job as you're going along. So yeah, I, I might agree with that because. The the whole thing of snatching, uh, uh, lane. snatching the, yeah, snatching lane and doing all that, and then like, well, where do we go from here? It's not, yeah, there does seem to be a, a weird sort of like, you have to shift gears in the movie. So that, yeah, I would say like about an hour fifteen in, we're like the audience would be okay. So we got the guy. Oh, wait, wait, why? <laughs> yeah, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, so what exactly is going on? And yeah. I think right at that point, they have someone re-explain what they're doing, uh-huh. which I guess is good. But I guess to your point, maybe if you had done it in a, in a better way, you wouldn't have to have done that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it, there's nothing again. There's nothing wrong with doing it. I just felt like the delivery was off. But uh, but yeah. yeah um, but in general, I mean, there's not there's really only a few competing angles here, right? I mean, if you keep along, I mean, there's just one. You got to find plutonium in the bombs, and there's you know there's the lane guy, and then there's clearly right. the there's some infiltration of the apostles into the into government. So it's just a matter of figuring out who that is, right? Yeah, and another critique, I guess I'd say, is just that that whole, for me, anyways, the whole motorcycle scene and like them getting lane and everything feel like it went on a little too long um but that was just that was just me again i saw this movie the, the at 10 30 at night was the start time so yeah. i think that might have been affecting my mood in in that regard in that scene just because i was getting tired but uh yeah i think i i think i would actually differ with you a little, a little bit on that okay. i was kind of on the edge of my seat when i saw this one and, and to compare it to mission impossible 2 where there's just ridiculous motorcycle chases. Um, I'll take this. Yeah, that's day true. Of the week. Yeah, and, I thought it was and, great, but it's just yeah for me. It just it seemed like it lasted a long time. Tom Cruise also like runs into a car and gets like head-on collision, rolling on the pavement. That was how, how cool was that? Yeah, that was amazing. He's very vulnerable in this movie. And again, in that Dolby theater, man, the sound <laughs> of the motorcycles and everything, even like the gunshots we hear and everything, it's just amazing. Oh, absolutely. Um, but uh, so then, yeah, I mean, we kind of, you know, again, we explained that stuff with Alec Baldwin. We we meet the demise of Alec Baldwin's character in this movie. Um, you know, that again, that whole scene of the him, like them revealing who Henry Cavill was to everybody. Uh, I like, loved how that was done. Um, yeah, I did too. And then yeah, now it's time to basically find the bombs. Like, what are they? What are they doing with the bombs? And I love when uh, Simon Pegg's explaining to Tom Cruise where to run and stuff. Yeah, that whole sequence of him running through and everything was cool. Him jumping out the window and jump running across that. And well, we're always gonna get the high kick, high high hand Tom Cruise run. And then yeah. this one was you know, extended, but yeah, he's running through buildings. Yeah, Simon Pegg thinks he's on the. On the street level, and instead Tom Cruise is running <laughs> over buildings and and through buildings in some cases, which was just great. Love it, and, and that's like the case with Ethan Hunt. Is he just never gives up? I mean, he's always trying to find some way 
where it does literally seem impossible. Right. You know, and I'm not you know, <laughs> shilling for it or something. Mission but it really, impossible. <laughs> <laughs> it just never gives up. Yeah. I mean, he, he always finds a way. And I, I think that's uh, like a nice thing about, uh, uh, you know, you can always kind of rely on that character to figure things out, to do good, to accomplish good, to be evil. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, you know? definitely not. Yeah, yeah. I love I love Ethan Hunt's drive. You know his yeah. his motivation and determination and and all that. Right. Yeah, it's it's uh yeah. It, it I love how they built the character into that. You know, he's not just trying to prove himself. You know, prove his innocence or his, you know that he's not a bad guy or anything. He's just he's out. You know, to protect people and yeah. A big part of that is he's his wife. Uh, which is, she's obviously at, well, his ex-wife at this point, or widowed, or whatever you want to call it. I'm not sure how they did all that, but um, she's uh, remarried now, and uh, yeah, you know, to that they make a point just to you know just to continue this as we move on to her is the fact that they make a really big point throughout the movie to how the fact that Ethan is willing to. Uh, save the one person, even if it means sacrificing the million. Right. Uh, I think they they make this one clear because the government, you know, their philosophy is we don't care about the one person if it means we can save more than that. You know, right. we'll, we'll sacrifice this one person. And Ethan Hunt really is never. He's not. He wants to save. Is just we saw this with um with Ving Rhames. I'm sorry, blanking on his name, but Luther. He, Luther, yeah, he saves Luther in the very beginning of this movie when he could have just killed him or allowed him to die and escape with the two balls of plutonium instead of dealing with this massive crisis that they have to fix. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean that that kind of goes to your point. I mean, this whole thing happened because Ethan cares about the one person, you know. Right, it, and Alec Baldwin it, says that makes you an asset, not not a bad thing. But to everyone else, that makes makes it a bad thing. And then here we get, yeah. Michelle Monaghan is who I really like. Uh, Julia, is that uh, that his wife? Yeah, yeah. She shows up, and we're like, "Oh wow, yeah, she's she's there." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Henry Cavill, as he's going up the elevator in London, as he's escaping, he's like, "I'm your guardian angel," um, which we find out means many things more than, or I'm her guardian angel, right? Um, which. You know, he we find out that he like called her and subsidized them to go out to Kashmir and to help for the smallpox outbreak. Yeah. And it wasn't, and I like how it wasn't this whole like coincidence, like oh she just happened to be there. Like no, this, no. Was, this was the mastermind. You know, Lane is the mastermind behind this, so he knew that you know this would just screw with Ethan Hunt and just yeah, totally, totally mess agree. him I mean, up. Imagine it'd be like the cheesiest thing. Oh, hey, how are you? Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's the wife that I knew. And uh, look, she just <laughs> happens to be here. But yeah, that's... Uh, um, let's jump I mean, to... It was really well designed and well executed. Uh, the Rebecca Ferguson character playing uh, Isla Faust. Uh, I thought she was really good too. Yeah, yeah, she was in Rogue Nation. She was great in that. Yeah. And then this again. Uh, again, the trailers kind of deceived you there. You thought she would... might. I mean, she kind of was... You know, against Ethan yeah, a little bit for, in the movie, but the trailers made it they seem like she was going to be like part of the bad group. No, but, she's against for good reason. And right, exactly. The greater good, I, I guess you want to call it, right? Yep. Well, she's against, yeah, I mean, she's not against Ethan per se, but she's against Lane, who's a terrible, terrible guy. And she also is trying to save herself. Because she's sort of like uh, without a country, unless she can bring him in, which will clear her name. So she's got personal motivations, you know, beyond 
the larger ones. Right. And by the way, the guy who plays Lane, I thought he does a fantastic job as Lane. Yeah, it's lo- uh, Sean Harris, I see here. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, yeah, like just his line delivery and just he's like, yeah, he, he totally, he's so believable as, as that character. Um, and then I thought uh, all the action was really well crafted. All the lines were really good. There wasn't a place where I said, "Oh, this is cheesy" or "This is stupid." I can't remember. No. In, in a lot of these movies, you're going to get at least something in you know beyond Mission Impossible. Just any general action. I didn't feel any of that at all in this one. And at the end, how he crafted those like ropes to trap them, all that stuff in that house uh, where they're trying to find that second bomb. And oh, he's like right, strangling right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. them and strangling Simon Pegg, uh, Benji. Oh, that was really tense, right? Yeah, that was crazy. That was great, man. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff there. Um, yeah, and, and it's, then, in, it's in between, you know, the, the helicopter scene, and then it's in between, you know, uh, Luther trying to defuse the bomb. Like, you got right. kind of three things going at once, but it, it How works. Good is this helicopter stuff. Huh? How good is the helicopter? Oh, stuff? I love that! Oh my god, yeah, it was it was amazing. Um, especially like even just the shot of Henry Cavill using that gun like outside yeah, of yeah. it, such a cool shot. Um, but uh, then obviously Tom uh, Tom Cruise hanging from the from the rope from the helicopter and everything. So you're gonna tell me that's real too now, right? Or something? It's like, I, come on. No, I mean, I, I yeah. <laughs> He actually went up the rope on a helicopter, and then he piloted it. I just believe all of it now. Like he's like a god. I like, mean, oh. no, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it because in that Rogue Nation <laughs> scene, he's hanging off the airplane for real. In that, I mean, but but I mean, th- there are ropes attached to him in these scenes. We just you know they cut him out. You yeah, know, you in editing, it. yeah. In Rogue Nation, he was really on a plane. Yeah, and in, like in Mission Impossible Two, he's really climbing that mountain, but there was yeah. a cable attached to him. But the plane, that plane's a whole other. Th- oh God! I, yes, I, I, I can't handle reality at this point. Though. I know <laughs> it's just crazy. But I mean, yeah, yeah, we have the climactic ending. It's Tom Cruise versus Henry Cavill. Obviously, Tom Cruise gets him. You know, well, well done scene. And I love how you know because Tom Cruise has that remote thing. And yeah. you know, is he going to get that- to it in time? And then it just flashes white, and you're like, oh my God! Did they just? really not survive the <laughs> nuclear bomb just went off and then you see tom cruise hanging to the side of the mountain just and he spits out the the button right. he had to pull or whatever that yeah, was yeah, so cool such, such a cool ethan hunt moment just uh yeah just so so because you, you, you like i knew i was like when the nuclear bomb went off <laughs> when I, you thought the nuclear bomb went off i was like I was shocked, but at the same time, I was like, wait a minute, this can't have happened. And then when he's hanging at the side there, it's just like, yes, Ethan Hunt yeah. saves the day again. Oh, I'm with you 100%. I felt, the, I felt the exact same thing you said. And I'm back to the beginning where they're like, you know, the, you know, uh, Rome has been destroyed. Is uh, Jerusalem has been destroyed. Re- or Mecca has been destroyed. Same idea here. And it's right. when the... the uh, the idea behind the the bomb on Kashmir is going to just basically destroy the water supply for that that whole area, right. which would do a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, maybe you didn't make it, and it's so well crafted. And you know, there was only one time in the film where I'm like, okay, okay, Ethan Hunt's gonna win, and I had to sort of remind myself of that. But it only happens once. It's not like you're, I don't know, I just feel like it, the whole thing is so well crafted and makes you wait for that payoff until right. the very last second. And you're not mad that you had to wait the whole time, you know? <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's, 
Uh, yeah, I definitely want to see this again in uh, in the theater, in the Dolby theater now, because we're both yeah. a a a list members now for AMC. So I definitely uh, won't can't wait to see it again. But um, it's definitely a difference in the in the uh, screen quality and sound, right? Yes, absolutely. It's amazing. No discussion. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're happy to uh, say goodbye to Movie Pass. And uh, oh, by the way, I'm going to see Christopher Robin soon. Just to throw nice. Out there. I'm, I'm at, that that looks actually like a great a good movie. Like it's a it looks like a charming movie. So if you catch that one, maybe we can do a review. Yeah. Uh, so for this one, I don't know if there's much more to say other than I really liked it, and I <laughs> I'm a huge giant fan of the series, and I hope they never end. Uh, are you ready to give a rating, Ben, or do you have any other thoughts before that? Yes. Well, I just want to add to that, yeah, or just convey what you just said. I mean, again, I I love Mission Impossible. I love Tom Cruise um uh, as an actor as a as a movie star um yeah. and it's just yeah i love the series and i love ethan hunt and it's uh it's it's great that it's it's still fresh in in the sixth movie any of that like weird scientology stuff i, I don't care <laughs> yes i know that's why it i said it doesn't have actor, anything to do with me star. all i i can only assess what i see on film and every time i see this man on film i love what i see i know it's great, man. Going back to the mid-80s through now, I love Tom Cruise. So. Same here, man. All right, so yeah, what do, what do you give this thing? Uh, how do you rate this film? I'm going to give this thing three stars and, uh, hello, five buckets of popcorn. Look I think at this you. is my first five bucket, but honestly, from the first minute to the last minute, I was enthralled with this movie. I could not – I mean, we talked before about, you know, is the Rotten Tomatoes score too high? Maybe because it's you know like a thumbs up or a thumbs down on that aggregate, but my god, this thing is entertaining crazily from beginning to end. I love it. I'm gonna stick with my five, my five buckets of popcorn. What do you got, Ben? There you go. Wow, look at you, <laughs> five buckets of popcorn. Yeah, I think that's definitely a first. Uh, I'm 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 pretty much the same there uh, with quality. I give it three stars and I go okay. four and, uh, four and a half buckets of popcorn. Oh, you just need to just come on, man. Just. No, 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 I'll give you, I'll give you a half a cup of my popcorn. Maybe, maybe if I, maybe if I see it again uh, when I'm not too tired. I don't know. How about you? Yeah, how about you don't see the movie at ten o'clock at night when you're getting out of there at one in the morning? You I know, know I know. You'll be able to assess it slightly uh, better. <laughs> maybe next time. Maybe next time. But uh, yeah, that's Mission Impossible. Yeah, I, I love the series, and again, so so happy with it, and I yeah, uh, it definitely uh, lived up to the hype. I'd say. Good quality, highly entertaining. Go see this movie. I could not recommend it enough. Absolutely. All I right. I got uh, a couple of things before we get out of here. Yep. Uh, some uh, watching TV. Um, I, I started a rewatch of The Shield, a mid two thousand series with Michael Chiklis. Go watch this movie. Go, or, I'm sorry. Go watch this TV series. I just finished uh, season one. I hadn't seen this thing in at least 10 years. I think I actually only saw it. I think it started in 2002 and then it in 2008 or 9 or something like that. Yeah. The first season is great. It holds up better than I could imagine. It's it's highly engaging. I'm also watching uh, The Young Pope, which is a one season, I don't want to call it miniseries, but it only had one season. This one's starring Jude Law, who I'm not a big fan of, but in this series, it's really good. It's uh, every episode. I've, I think I've seen the first five episodes out of ten. 
Every episode has something highly beautiful and highly moving in all of it. So go check out that series. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. You, Ben. Well, now that you're mentioning this TV stuff, I'm watching Sharper Objects on HBO with Amy Adams. Uh, It's it's a classic whodunit type of thing. You know, there's a couple murders have happened and they're trying to figure it out. Um, Obviously, Amy Adams is fighting certain demons she has, you know, mental demons she has inside of her. Um, It's about a murders in a small town um but anyways she's a reporter that goes back to her her hometown which is a small town and she's trying to you know have a report on it while while the detectives and stuff are trying to solve the murders it's 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 really good so far they're about four episodes in and it's uh it's quite intriguing and i i want to know who done it so is it half hour or hour hour Hour? Okay. And have you seen succession i haven't seen that either but i've heard some good stuff about it i've heard good stuff too i haven't seen it either nope Okay. All right. Yeah, for sure. All right, folks. Well, that is it for us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast. You can follow... Uh I mean, my, I, I pretty much, you can follow, if you follow Blockbuster Cast, you already follow me because I, I basically just tweet from that anyways, but my personal account is at BCCord. And you can uh, catch, catch me at Dave underscore, or I'm sorry, at... Dave underscore Christy. Yeah, you were right. Good job. (laughs) Let's say that again. You can catch me at Dave underscore Quist. There you go. All right, folks. Uh, Dave, any final thoughts? I love Mission Impossible. I love Tom Cruise. I don't care what he does. I don't know if there's some weird Scientology ritual that he does live in public that horrifies 300 million people. I don't care. I love his movies. Like, (laughs) I just, I think he's outstanding. He just keeps doing what, Tom Cruise, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing Mission Impossibles, and anything you do, I think he's outstanding. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. He's great. He's, he's great. He's one of my favorite actors ever, and this is one of my favorite series ever. And I thought this one lived up or exceeded all of the hype and all expectations. Hell. All right, folks, <laughs> that's it. Well, yeah, I mean, I in I ditto whatever Dave just said. <laughs> All right, folks, well, that is it for us. For Dave, I'm Ben Secord, and as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. Bye.